0: Hey there, I'm Jason Gotts, and you're listening to Think Again, a Big Think podcast. Started in 2008, Big Think is a kind of online think tank of big ideas from some of the most creative thinkers on the planet. On the Think Again podcast, we revisit these ideas in new and unpredictable ways. Our producers surprise me and my guests with short interview clips from Big Think's archives, ideas that we didn't come here expecting to discuss. Today, I'm very, very happy to be joined by Ari Shafir. I'm saying that right? Yeah, it's, it, Israeli yeah. Israeli pronunciation, yeah. okay. okay. Gotz is That's... Jewish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> back in the old <laughs> country. <or well. laughs> There's um, no way they would let
1: you have that at Ellis Island. They'd be like, come on, do it, something else.
0: Exactly. Ari here is a stand-up comic and an actor. He's the host of Skeptic Tank, which is a super popular weekly podcast. It's on its 299th episode. Ari grew up Orthodox Jewish. He spent two years in Yeshiva in Israel and then he turned into an atheist comedian who did an outrageous web <laughs> video series called The Amazing Racist. And he runs a yearly shroom fest where he's like a benevolent Dionysus presiding over a worldwide <laughs> two-day celebration of psilocybin mushrooms.
1: Three, day. <laughs> Three days. Three yeah. days. My bad. That's yeah. the only problem with <laughs> so everything else is dead on.
0: <laughs> he, um, he co-created and he hosts Comedy Central storytelling series This Is Not Happening, and he's got a two-part comedy special out right now on Netflix called Double Negative. It's very, very funny, and you should see it. Welcome to Think Again, Art. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. So... Um, I, there's a lot. So first of all,
1: how are you already flustered? I
0: think I'm not flustered. <laughs> I'm joking, I, I yeah. think I'm too. I would be way too squeamish to do yeah. that stuff you were doing in the amazing races. Oh, yeah. It kind of blew my mind. I think like, I'd be what, too man. What were you doing? I was young. What, what's that all about? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> they called they call this 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 guy Danny Wolf. Uh, they were doing this this series of videos. National Lampoon's giving them some money to do oh, a yeah. series of videos that they they the idea was that they went to like. Some studio back room, and they found a, a, a box of tapes okay. of submissions for reality shows okay. that were so bad they just put them away. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think a couple of them might have been real submissions, but mostly they were just like, let's just make let's just like pretend these are actual reality shows. So they called the comedy store looking for just a Jew, right? Um, <laughs> there's somebody called the Amazing Racist. They had the title, the Amazing Racist.
0: They knew it. Why well, they wanted a Jew?
1: Yeah, because they had like one idea for like one sort of thing, sort of hidden camera thing. And they wanted Jeff Ross, I think, but he was like, no, what? Oh, <laughs> why would I, I do that? Yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm way back than that. But, <laughs> uh, but Duncan Trussell is a friend of mine who's a talent coordinator at the Comedy Store.
0: Duncan, I heard him on your podcast. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's very, very yeah. funny guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But he Smart was guy. booking
1: yeah. stuff at the Comedy Store at the time and I was working there and like, well, if you need a Jew and Jeff can't do it, Ari can help you for little to no money. So I, I, <laughs> yeah. so I asked them, but I was like, yeah, I'll do it, but let's like, I like this idea, but let's go harsh, man. Let's go for it. You yeah, sure for it.
0: went for it. Yeah, you you went into mosques and you were like walking into the women's conversation room <laughs> yeah. and putting your arm <laughs> around them. And dude, I mean, <sighs> I was twenty six. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have
1: the balls to do that anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, I, let me ask you a question. So. Because I'm like, I'm like trying, I'm watching this thing, and I'm trying to figure out, because like, it's extreme, first of all, it's extremely funny. I mean, there's right. like, I'm laughing throughout. Yep. Um, at the same time, like, there's this other part of my, like, I guess, A very overdeveloped it. conscience, yeah, yeah. that is just sitting there going, like, what the hell are you doing? You know, like, yeah. you, you went into, in full, like, clan regalia And I know you were a young guy. I'm sorry. I'm not going to stay on this the whole time. I just mean I don't have the
1: balls to do that anymore.
0: You would do it, but you just don't have the balls. I think it's
1: still hilarious, but I just don't have the guts anymore.
0: I guess what I'm thinking, like I'm sitting here going like, is it okay to put other people through this totally legitimate horror that they're experiencing at your hands when they are sort of like, part of this historically like basically marginalized group no. you know like you know what I'm saying like what is it is it about poking fun at America is it just for the hell of it is it a bravery thing well I always what? get I always get um, or is it like questions. whatever's funny is yeah whatever's yeah. funny but I've seen people yeah. like say like
1: well like Sarah Silverman let's say she'll do like racism yeah, like yeah, it's ironic did. right but I'm like yeah it's ironic but the laughs are still coming from a racist joke right we're like oh my god that's funny. But then you like you can be okay with it because like she clearly doesn't mean that. But I'm still laughing at the racist joke.
0: Right. So we're all participating yeah. in some weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it 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 gets at some very weird stuff yeah. about America and us right now, like without having to really explain it too much. I try
1: to poke fun at the racist guy in the sketch. Yes. Like he's an idiot. Yes. If he's yeah. yelling at like a like a Mexican who's selling oranges to go back to Africa. Right. You know, right, right Where a right, Jew right. is wearing a clan outfit. Right, right. I'm like, I'm giving you clues a little bit to be like, this is not really me.
0: And the other weird thing you're doing is you're sort of like, you're incredibly casual. Like th- that <laughs> character is just sort of like walking into these places and he's just like, hey, yeah, so I wondered if I could buy a lighter. Like, yeah, in a clan outfit with a cross. With a giant like, cross? <laughs> yeah, and the guy's like, What are you you what? You know, like no. Yeah, no, so yeah we get we would
1: get we would get, uh, we would get the permission from like the, the shop owner to be like, let us know when a black employee is working so we can fuck with them. He's okay, like, okay yeah. all right, yeah, but I'll tell you this it's gonna ruin this for you. a lot of that was fake.
0: They're coming in with you're coming in with cameras. yeah, we tried like right? hide it, it so... was early
1: early, like hidden camera stuff. yeah, so you can get away with stuff back then uh... Uh, to make it see- but now you're like, wait, 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 wait. I don't know if this works. but this is like one of the first ones. It was wow. one of the first like viral was videos. was this before
0: YouTube. Ali G? Or yeah,
1: yeah. Before Ali G, he might have been already doing it in England at the time, uh-huh. but definitely before his HBO show. Gotcha.
0: You're a fan of Peep Show, by the way. I heard you say. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love that show oh, too. Oh, so cool. Everyone out there, if you've not seen Peep Show, like go see Peep it's Show. It's so cool. It's so good. It's like yeah, British, Mitchell and Webb.
1: Yeah, it's really genius it has a comedy team. of of <laughs> Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like right. The irreverent, like I don't know, just they find themselves eating someone's pet dog.
0: Yeah. and then we can't
1: yeah, <laughs> away from it.
0: Yeah, and this is something, so I mean this kind of like goes back along with The Amazing Racist as well, there's this kind of like offhanded callousness, and like Sarah Silverman comes to mind as well, this thing that has happened in comedy like in the last maybe 10 years maybe or 10. something, yeah. of like this really offhanded like callousness, like this yeah. just not nice, you know, yeah. that's not the same as like insult comedy, but this thing of standing there talking about like a baby dying or whatever, yeah. you know, in a very deadpan.
1: Yeah, we had, I had my version of what clean comedy is. There was this club in, in Southern California, like just south of LA, right. uh, Hermosa yeah. Beach Comedy Magic Club. Okay. And they were always like, we do clean comedy. And when they don't, when they have like Joe Rogan performing that, they told everybody to get tickets, like, hey, this is not the regular show. Right. I mean, they bill it as you can bring your grandmother here, generally. Okay. So. My friend John Caparola would play there, okay. and, but he cursed sometimes, sometimes. Right. And then this other guy, Jim Painter, could never play there, but he was relatively clean. He was like this weird, oddly Christian guy. He'd be like, oh my gosh, he would never <laughs> say God, it was weird, but he was such a dark person. And Cap would, would curse sometimes, but Jim Painter would be clean, but he would talk about like driving the price of oil down like he'd be willing to crush the skull of an Iraqi baby. Okay. You know what I mean? And it's so like oh, clean. clean doesn't come down. Yeah, it doesn't come down to like the words you use. Right. But like the tone you're putting out and like just the level of uncomfortable you're making the audience.
0: This is this thing about balls like and I mean you're you're Jewish. Like I feel like there's too much of, and I don't know if it's a Jewish thing in me but like I feel like there's too much of maybe the nice Jewish boy in me like to stand there and say those things. Like oh, yeah. you like how did you always have a very thick skin for the idea of like other people just hating you because you're gonna say something offhand that's, or say something as a joke that is like, you know, hitting at their very fundamental like being Um. and just be like what the hell, like you gotta be yourself kind of thing or? I think part of it, it's (laughs) two things. Part
1: of it was because I was raised so orthodox and so now when I leave that, part of me rebels against it. So anytime we talk about sex stuff on stage, it's right. me going like, "Oh my god!" Like the eighteen year old version of me couldn't believe I was saying this. Right. You know. And the other part is like, like I was a troll from way back. Oh, okay. <laughs> from like message boards, and like. You were that
0: kind of kid. Like... Yeah, I just
1: liked fucking with people okay. and like getting a rise out of people. All right. Um, pranks and stuff, and now I mean, my friend Nick Mullen said this is the golden age of trolling. <laughs> oh <laughs> where, sure. <laughs> where you can get thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people to be angry at you. For something they misunderstand, and it's great. It's not like you killed a lion or anything. Like you, <laughs> you just said something they misunderstood, and you just sit back and let them be angry. It's so there's great. something
0: that like energizes you about just getting everyone riled. Get under the skin. Watch what are
1: you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
2: love it.
0: <laughs> so like going back to the going back
1: to the like yeah these fake amazing racist stuff. People would death threat me. They're like, how would you do that? And I would just like not tell them. Like you know those are just we paid those guys fifty bucks to come down.
0: Right. I would just
1: let her be angry. It's well, that's so just interesting.
0: That no, it's really interesting because like I'm I saw those things. I'm I'm laughing at a lot of the kinds of jokes that like fall into that category, but I feel myself to be a fundamentally different, different. person. Like yeah. I feel like I'm across a cultural divide in a way because I don't understand what it means to want to troll other people. Like my <laughs> fundamental kind of orientation is like I want to understand, you know. And but you're kinda like that too. I mean, you, you you're running this shroom fest, you're trying to connect uh-huh. with people, yeah. you know, and obviously had experiences of sort of personal enlightenment and maybe awakening to the connectedness yeah, sure. of humanity and yeah, for so forth. Sure. Right. Yeah, a little choice, so that- okay. As long as you don't <laughs> cause any
1: physical or, or
0: monetary damage.
1: Something right. lasting. Or you like say like in front of your girlfriend, I know you cheated on her. Right. like, oh, that's
0: gonna fuck up my life, man, don't do that. Right. But right. as long as you don't do that, it's fine. You're just kind of making, messing with people taking themselves too seriously or yeah, something. Yeah, like we,
1: there's this thing, oh, what some comics do, where like, if you wait in line for a slice of pizza, for like 10 minutes and you come out and then another comic would just slap it out of your hand and give you $3. <laughs> and you're like, God damn it. Because <laughs> it doesn't do anything other than make you wait in line for five more minutes. But you're like, motherfucker, and everyone can laugh because right. you're so looking forward to that <laughs> piece of pizza. And it's happened to me, and it sucks, but then it's like, good one. Right, right, yeah?
0: right. Yeah, it keeps things lively, I guess. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So but you, you couldn't
1: key somebody's car. That'd be like, oh, come on, man, they can't get that out.
0: Right, that's right, you're doing real harm. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we live in an age where like emotional harm is kind of considered real harm. Like that, that maybe has increased even since yeah. I don't know how old you are, but maybe since oh, you and I sure. were kids. Yeah. Like
1: blog culture is the last ten years or so. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, like every time I look at like um, I don't know Vox or uh-huh. Slate oh, or something, those articles are always like somebody said something that might have offended somebody. Did the worst somebody, thing ever? Uh-huh.
1: The know, word microaggression. Yeah is the term i guess i don't know if it's a word or a term but like when we were kids i'd be like that's ridiculous what are you talking about right there's aggression which isn't even that bad a microaggression
0: and i can and and yet what? i can think of probably like maybe 7 like generally reasonable intelligent people who i know who if i said that to them or if you said that to them would turn actual, around and give you like uh-huh. three paragraphs on why no actually that's a totally legit yeah. thing. i think like, the
1: problem is when they when they make it too big so like i got i was on a 14th you bike it all yeah sure I guess you know that small lane that's like next to the main 14th on the north side of it yep. it was like a little road yep. it's like parallel so i was on that on a bike and somebody honked, and I like swerved, and then passed by, and he zoomed past me.
0: That was a microaggression.
1: Yeah, and then, wait, and then he almost <laughs> hit another car, and then he was, I tried to get by him, and he's like, there's a bike lane for a reason. And I was, and I was like, all right, I'm like, there's a bike dock you're passing right now. That's not how it works. It's just bike lanes are good to use, but, like, we get the road also. Right. We just have to move over. There's right. no bike lanes. And then he fucking gave me the finger, and he drove off, and it made me feel, like, bad. Yeah. So that's, like, a micro thing. It kind of ruined my 30 minutes until I got out of my mind. It's not like that guy do not have to be publicly shamed or his life did not have to be taken down. It's just like, you're probably gonna die of a coronary. I don't yeah, I mean, it, you'll survive. And like, and in, and. It should be a micro re, uh, response to it also.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the sort of like, I don't know, evolutionary history of mankind and animals, like we've arrived at a pretty good point. I mean, That's we're great. generally pretty history. civilized. Mm-hmm. We're not mostly stabbing each other or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, probably like when we do bump up against each other in little ways, like, we could not make such a big deal out of yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Like, it's yeah. not like, do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't give me the finger. Right, right. The
1: finger. I mean, I wouldn't like suggest that. But, like, when it happens, it's like, I don't know. You, yeah, it messes with you some.
0: No. So does the rain. Yeah, no, I'm totally, I'm totally with you on that. And, and I think this culture of, like, oh, I better not Should offend be? somebody uh-huh. is, is basically learning to live in, like, an incredible, incredibly fearful way yeah you
1: know? it's 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 uh, pretty similar to McCarthyism
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I mean the, it, the similarities are real close I
0: agree and, and 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 they don't even like and yet it's on it, it is on the quote-unquote left I know which like those distinctions right sort of do not make any sense they're just, anymore. Yeah. they're just people yeah so people have
1: bloodlust yeah that's just the way it works
0: right we are sanctioned now to attack. You know, uh-huh. a, a, at the slightest provocation. Yeah. You know, like I had a
1: I had, oh, it's not this notebook. I I thought of like the four ways the left makes mistakes in these in these like e rages. Okay. And then I realized it's not just <laughs> e rages. <left>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not just the left. It's the right also. So it's just like online mobs. They seek to punish instead of educate. Right. I mean, I've had it. Ten different things. Amazing Race was probably the first, not yeah, like yeah, a death yeah. threats or anything like that. Yeah. It's never like, hey, just so you know, like I come from a Latino background and, and this sort of thing, kinda of just it brings up stuff that we sh- we shouldn't really think about. Right. Never. Right. It's only fuck you, I'll kill you if I see you. They seek to punish to educate. They see things in a vacuum. So they'll take a, a word or a chapter. They they would take Huck Finn and be like, use the N word. Throw it out. Right. Like, I don't know, when was it written? What was it about? Yeah. They they don't look at that at all. Forgot the other two. I should know these. No, before, no. But
0: you know. so yeah. Well, well, coming to a comedy special near you, I guess. Right? Yeah. You'll, yeah. You'll exactly. Use those later. Yeah, yeah,
1: and they'll take out like, how could you say this? I'm like, I don't know. Look, look at the whole piece, man. Look at the whole piece. Right. There was a. There was a. And I almost at the point I was like, I shouldn't even care to bring this up there was a statue on some college campus. Right. Of a woman, Do you see this?
0: I think so. A woman
1: sitting down reading, a man over her with, with his leg up.
0: Oh shit, no, like I didn't know standing over about her like this. that. Yeah. And they were
1: like, it's a version of mansplaining that she was trying to, and it's all implied because it's a statue. So, but they're like, okay. she's trying to read, and he's bothering her, standing over her, being like diminutive over her. And uh, they're like, take it down, get rid of it. It shows mansplaining. And then the artist was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to, I was trying to show that this is a bad thing. <laughs> you've just taken away, uh, uh, my I'm power on your is, side. Right, right, right. And you've taken it away because it might step on something. You don't even look at the real, so it, it really does like I mean, I'm gonna go like on record saying
0: too that like although mansplaining is in fact a real phenomenon, I mean we do totally see yeah. men being like, well, let me explore, blah, 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 yeah, they blah, do that to me that too. It, it happens. Yeah. While that is definitely a real phenomenon, i'm I don't like the term because I'm now seeing that's I mean, you I'm not know. gonna write They're a making
1: blog. you do that. Well,
0: I know, I know, but, but, I mean, yeah, I'm a man. but yeah. like, it's not just that, and nor am I saying that they can never use that term again, and I won't write a blog about it or anything. But like, I am seeing it turn into just kind of like, you know, I'm hearing it now being used offhand in context like, oh, we don't want like when we're putting together this panel, like we don't want a lot of mansplaining, so let's get, you know, like it's yeah. being used in like direct reverse sexism yeah. without question. You know, there's it's two like, ways
1: to handle this, uh this woman, Ansan Suki, Suchi, Kyi, I forget uh-huh. how to say her name. Uh, from Myanmar. But she was talking about getting rid of the army running the country. Okay. And then they were like, what's gonna happen to the army after they give back power? Like people aren't happy with them. Right. And she's like, there's two ways to go. You can say, yeah, let's kill those motherfuckers because they were killing us. Did well, she say it in those no, words? For sure. For <laughs> sure <laughs> not. In her super Buddhist ways. For sure not. Um, or you can say, we didn't like that kind of behavior. We will not be participating in that kind of behavior. Right. And so when the left does that, they have two ways of going. They can either say, no, how do you like it now? How do you let? Like, you're a man. You've never done that, but I'm lumping you into a category. Right, it doesn't right, feel right, good, right, does it? Right, you're like, right. No, and I didn't do it before. <laughs> so why are you? Why are you making? Why are you pushing me into that category? Right. I love when women interrupt me. Just go. Please stop mansplaining me. <laughs> and then you make some stuff like. Does that? What? Does that happen a lot? Oh yeah. Or if somebody's like doing something, I'm like, I could help you with that, but I can't mansplain you right now. So yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to figure out. Right.
0: Your own. I've I've taken to adopting the term as well, and be like, let me mansplain that to yeah. you. Yeah. 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 All right, so I want to ask a little bit about, and I'm sure you get asked this stuff all the time, but like about going back to the um, Orthodox Jewish childhood and everything, yeah. I was wondering whether like, first of all, is it true that your parents are Holocaust survivors? My dad. Your dad? Yeah. They were, yeah, I don't know. he was older when you were born or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. just had his 80th birthday. Yeah, yeah. OK, so he survived a camp? Not a death camp, but a work camp, a concentration
1: camp. Where? His. His father was liberated from, I think Bergen-Belsen, mm-hmm. by the Russians. Okay. His father was in like, was like weeks away. Okay. Um, like they were processing him. The rest of the family's all dead. Um, but, uh, I mean, I didn't know him, so it doesn't hurt me that much. Right, 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 <laughs> so right, right, right. right. I don't want to be that solemn, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just some people I never knew. Yeah, right, it's um, still, it's solemn. Yeah. yeah. His direct family all sort of survived. They got kind of lucky. Um, and then, so then you're yeah. I think he was 12 when when the Holocaust ended.
0: And then you grow up in like, is it like an ultra Orthodox community? Like, I mean, these are people wearing black hats and, and on Shabbos came,
1: people would okay
0: on the Sabbath. Excuse me. <laughs> so, Whatever. Shabbos. No yeah, close, like a, right?
1: yeah. Um, yeah, people would. My dad would. They'd like call him starter pay us starter curls. Oh yeah. yeah like some people like sort them. of loose. Yeah, some people had them, most people didn't. Okay. It was modern Orthodox, so we could play basketball. Okay, You know, we had a team at our high school. There's right. another religious school in our, in our
0: league. TV, normal TV? Were yeah, but like, you watch? can't watch everything. Not so much.
1: Okay. Yeah, like, you can watch, but like, if, if nothing with nudity. Mm-hmm. If it got too cursy, people were like, no, no, no. We didn't have cable. A lot of people didn't have cable because it was like, there was too much like. Was it sort of like, a,
0: it was a closed community? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah. Other people where, are I'm sorry, where? Kent Mill, Kent Mill, uh, Silver Spring, Maryland. Oh, I grew up in Bethesda.
1: Okay. and then It wasn't so, closed, but it was just like, this was one of the Jewish communities. It was still like half Jewish, half not.
0: Okay. But I mean, I just, I have to wonder like, growing up, you know, like like child of a Holocaust survivor, In that kind of community, like the extremes that you've, like it seems to me like that's a lot of like, that's a lot of weight to carry. That's a lot of, like as a kid anyway, it's a lot of like guilt and a lot of very heavy kind of like, I mean, just the, just the expectations, the rules, whatever. I, I wonder whether some of your grown up kind of like going out to extremes is like you just trying to like, throw some of that off, and be be able to, I don't
1: think it was, I think a lot of that's by comparison to a different life. Like by comparison that seems tough, but when you're growing up in it, it just becomes a reality. Where it wasn't even, I didn't think twice. My dad almost never talked about the Holocaust. Okay. I mean, he would actively avoid it. In the last 10, 15 years, he's now like sort of embraced it. He works at the Holocaust Memorial in DC. Oh, cool. Gives people tours and gives like first person speeches.
0: Are you and he's so, are you close? close. Yeah, Yeah, that's good.
1: We just went to Costa Rica for his 80th birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. Nice. Yeah, we were going to go back to Romania. That was the plan. Yeah. Take him back to where he grew up, where he was oh, you know, wow. forced to leave. Yeah. But then a couple of historians told him, like, or one historian told him, like, hey, you're not going to recognize anything. There's been two wars there. There's going to be nothing of your childhood left. Gotcha. And so he's like, I don't want to go anymore. So Costa Rica. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Costa Rica's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I didn't, so he didn't talk about the, hall. it wasn't like I was a child of a Holocaust survivor. That was just a detail in the back of my okay, head. Okay, um, okay. Okay, so my,
0: my, so my Freudian yeah. analysis of your entire life trajectory yeah. is just completely and the And the,
1: and the <laughs> Orthodox Jewry, yeah, exactly. The Orthodox Jewry is like, all my friends were. We, we didn't think twice about
0: it. Right. You know? But you did leave that, and I, I heard you say somewhere that, like, maybe it was, like, the Reddit Ask Me Anything, that, like, that was the first sort of defining act of your adulthood was yeah, basically. Making an active decision. Leaving it was tough. Yeah. Being in it was not tough. Right. Um, okay. Leaving is saying, I'm gonna
1: go against what I've been told and what I was raised with. That was, yeah, that was hard.
0: Right. And, uh, but, yeah. you, but you're close to your dad now. So was there a long, was there a period there where that wasn't yeah, cool? Yeah,
1: it was a little while. It was tough. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. know, you disappoint your parents. It's like, there's been a couple times. I quit soccer. My dad was like, so you're just a quitter now? But that was like second grade or something. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. I think he really wanted me to be a soccer player because you know he probably liked it when he was
0: little. Right. Well, those are milestones of adulthood, I guess. Like recognizing that you're not going to be what somebody else yeah maybe thinks you're supposed to be. And yeah, you're yeah. right. You
1: read that Susan Cain stuff?
0: Uh, oh, we're looking at a stack of books in the studio. And, uh, oh yes, right, the power of introverts. I am familiar with the ideas, I've not read it. Well, well, so she says something that like,
1: for introverts, you go to like a nightclub in Las Vegas, and you find yourself just not having as good a time as everyone else seems to be having. Right. So you sort of fake it, and then you realize later, if you read that, like, oh, I'm an introvert. This stuff is too loud, I'm highly reactive. This stuff is not supposed to be for me. Right. I'm supposed to be in a park. And I'd be having a way better time. We just let small meet in Central Park instead of a fucking right. nightclub. And that sort of thing, like looking inwards. So like you just sort of fake it until you grow up and realize like, I'm not enjoying this. And yeah. with the Judaism, I finally looked inwards and go, oh, I don't, have, I'm not
0: like, I don't see God in there. This is kind of a superficial analogy, but it does bring us to the kind of um, the drug situation in America um, and, you know, Shroomfest and so on. Like, I felt that way, like, so all through college, like, we smoked marijuana. Like, it was, that's what you did. And at some point, I was at NYU. and uh yeah, right there you can get in the park. I know. Well, yeah, weep, we actually weed in New York. Yeah, it was terrible, yeah. But, <laughs> um, dude sell me until until you're like a, a, a junior and then you somehow know like, <laughs> yeah, like Can I get a delivery service? To yeah. I
1: had a guy show me some weed there. He's <laughs> like weed and I was like, man, maybe I'll get it. I had some at home but not out with me. Like
0: recently they're still doing it over there? Oh for sure. Okay, all right. But
1: like this is like three years ago. And he was like, smell that. And I smelled it. And then he's like, so what do you think? And he put it behind his back, clearly switching. And I'm like, hey, I see you switching, but just so you know, the stuff you let me smell is not good enough for me to buy. <laughs> so you're switching <laughs> into to something worse that I already
0: wouldn't buy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was horrific. Like, yeah. if it wasn't, you know, grass clippings. But... Um, downtown Brown. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but there came a point for me where I realized, where I was like, I'm doing this because... I'm open to the idea or whatever, but every time I I smoke, I feel terrible. Like, it oh, right. actually made me, like, I'm one of those people, like, I would just go deep into depression, you know? So at some point, I had to say, wait a minute, like, I've been sort of like subtly pre-pressuring myself into being a person, into doing something all the time that I don't enjoy. Yeah, you know? and then
1: you told yourself, like, I don't want to do this. Yeah,
0: I don't need to do this. Yeah. Like when <laughs> your friend's like, smoking to I, smoke? And you No. No, and I won't be like uncool or bad or whatever, not enlightened. All you got
1: to (laughs) do if you're in that situation is continue to pass it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's
1: all, and yeah. no one will mind. Right. Don't say, no, just take it and move it to your left. I <laughs> without know. Everyone, that means more weed for everybody. Yeah. No yeah. one minds that. Right, right. Just continue to be part of the passing situation. <laughs> um,
0: so, so, let's move on from there, and maybe some of these themes will come up again, but let's move on from there to the surprise videos and see what okay. we have, all right? Yeah. So, we're just going to watch these one after another. Um, you know, watch the first one, talk about it. I don't know what they are. Nice. So, we have... Barbara Oakley, professor of engineering, Oakland University, and teacher of learning how to learn. I'm not sure what that is. A class. Brain bias, why not to emulate geniuses and their rigid thinking process?
2: It turns out that it's all too easy for us to fall into a sort of rut in our thinking. And it can feel so comfortable, so good. We can feel so certain that it's right that we can't even realize that we're stuck in a rut. Part of this is called Einstellung, right, this kind of effect. And that is this, you see one approach to do things and you are convinced it's right, and even if it isn't the best approach, you just can't see other approaches because you've already locked in that first approach. Our earliest years, we have lots of synoptic connections. And as we don't use some of them, they just weather away and die. So even by six months of age, you've lost the ability to even hear certain sounds of other languages because you haven't actually used those, those circuits yourself. So what you want to do in your life is you want to try to expose yourself to novel stimuli as much as possible. So, I mean, that doesn't mean that you have to like live a topsy turvy life, but try things like sitting at a different place at the dinner table, or brush your teeth with the other hand. One of the things that I think is very interesting is Nobel Prize winner Ramoni Cajal, he's considered the father of modern neuroscience. And He'd worked with many geniuses and he said, you know, I work with these geniuses, and he said, I am not a genius. He said, What I am is persistent, and I'm flexible when I say, when I see that the data is telling me something different than I thought it should tell me. So he he was able to change his mind. Now what happens with really smart people, those geniuses who Ramoni Cajal was referring to, is they are they're super smart. So they're used to being right, right, and figuring things out quickly. They tend to jump to conclusions, and they haven't had the experience of changing their minds when they're wrong, because they haven't been wrong that often. And what that does is that makes them less flexible in the face of changing data or even being more open to different ideas.
0: You start. What do you have in mind? What's what's interesting you about that? Um, I have than heard
1: that you're more susceptible to Alzheimer's if you continue to take the same route to work every day.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I'm skeptical, <laughs> but yeah. I would want to see that data. Or, or yeah, like, but <laughs> the, the idea was, I yeah, guess, I get the idea. Yeah. That
1: if you just sh- you like have new thoughts and like you see new things all the time and just get your brain working more, when your brain stops working, it it becomes like acceptable all these things. I don't know. Do don't you really find,
0: I mean, do you? I'd f- like to see that
1: data, too, now that I, mentioned. I mean, I'm like, Yeah, I'm real? just like, really? <laughs> I
0: mean, maybe maybe that's true. I mean, I guess the metaphor makes sense, makes perfect sense whether yeah. it's true or not, yeah.
1: right? The, you know the Obey Giant campaign? Yeah. And one of his uh, shepherds. Shepherd fairy, right? Yeah, yeah, one of his uh, ideas with that is that when you see something, some stencil of Andre the Giant, yeah. in the early stages of it, when it was just that, on a warehouse and driving to work, Part of it's like you pass by this warehouse every day, you never give it a second thought, and then you look at this stencil and you're like, wow, that's weird, this giant stencil on the warehouse. I'm like, wait, what is this warehouse? Right. I pass this all the time. Like, what is this thing? It just makes you take like a thought into your surroundings, which you rarely do.
0: Yeah, it's very easy to be on autopilot. Like, I wonder, I, I you know, I wonder about this in the context of like your comedy, you've just put out this, you know, new double special on Netflix you know, and you've been in this for a long time. Like, when did you move to L.A. to start doing Right after college, so
1: 1999.
0: Yeah, yeah, so in that time, like, you've been evolving and changing as a comic. Like, how have you, have there been moments where you've, like, done specific things to break out of a rut, or found yourself in circles that you're trying to, like... Yeah,
1: I see mistakes other comics make. I'm a real observer of, like, where my heroes have fallen off, and they have. Okay. Almost all of them have fallen off.
0: Who's uh, a hero? Sam
1: Kinison. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Chris Rock. Where they had their best stuff, and then at some point it just wasn't happening anymore. In athletics, you can see it because like your body breaks down. Right. So like, of course, you're not going to be hitting the same three fifteen. Right. And you know what's ever.
0: interesting about that? Like, there's there's a different kind of like from the perspective of the fan, I guess. I mean, I don't I don't know anything about sports. I'm yeah. I'm one of those guys. But like, I would think from the perspective of a fan, it's like. You can't blame them. Like their body is yeah, breaking down. Yeah, their body's down. breaking down. It's not their fault. But for a, for a comic or an intellectual or a writer, you sit there and you're like, "What the hell are you yeah. doing? Like, how'd you make that?" So, you... Some
1: director who yeah. had some great, cool, interesting stuff, yeah. and they just start like, "Are you just in a studio rut now? Are you just doing whatever they ask you?" Yeah,
0: Robert De Niro, you made taxi You were in Taxi yeah. Driver. What? What do we meet I the meet the parents? Meet the parents what, too? what? What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, right, right.
1: You're just taking the money now. <laughs> yeah.
0: You are already rich. Why are you taking the money now? Right. Yeah, but like maybe that is some kind of natural cycle. Anyway, go back to what you were well, saying. Well I try to like avoid yeah.
1: those mistakes they've made. And some of them are at least with comedy is playing to audiences that already like you. And that puts you in the rut that she's talking about. We're not rethinking your stuff. Right. So what I try to do is put myself in situations that aren't friendly. I try to play in different continents, different yeah, countries, different like environments. In,
0: uh, Netherlands and all Yeah, over do the a place
1: Scandinavian there. tour, see right. that they're they're like they see things differently. They have, you know, I do like an Asian tour to China for three weeks. like right. Not this special, the last special, just to be like, let me test this stuff, especially in pe- front of people who don't know me. Edinburgh, they have a French festival mm. where I get to go there. Here I, I, I love that Edinburgh festival. Oh man, it's so much fun. I was it's there happy when right I was sixteen. Now. It's so good. Yeah. I'm really sad to miss it this yeah. year. But the crowds don't know you. They're like, uh, oh, let me check this guy. He's from America. And I'm like, oh, cool. I can get an honest response. Right. And after thirty days of that, like, I'm way stronger than if I just performed my own audience.
0: Was there, I don't know if you can pinpoint sort of like one moment where you were just like, ah, oh, okay, that joke doesn't, or where you learned something in that kind of culture clash.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, there was one okay. where my, I had abortion material okay. It just wasn't hitting as hard. Like, I mean like almost ever through Edinburgh last year that's on this special. And I was like, huh, and I asked my roommate who's like a Oxford Cambridge kind of guy. Oh, okay. Who's a comic, hear Shaw, and he was like, "Yeah, um, abortion's not that big a deal in the UK
0: because uh. I think
1: it more in America, but here it's just a procedure. You, you get it if you want to get it, and no it. one really.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And you guys still have the stigma where it's like should be legal, but also don't actually do it, right? You know, there's a a piece of that in in most people's minds, like, Ugh, you've had five abortions. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, instead of like, mm, you've had five foot surgeries, right? Yeah. So. Then you come back to America, it's shocking again. And then you can apply that to other stuff. We have this theory here of like, try to get out of paying your taxes. You're a hero if you do, unless you're running for office. And there, if you get out, Jimmy Carr got in a lot of trouble for not, for trying to like, not cheat on his taxes, but like, get out of paying as much as possible. And they're like, you're not doing your part. But here it's like, what? You would brag about it here on stage you know I managed to pay one dollar everybody I told them I was you wait know, Jimmy Carter the American Jimmy, no friend? Jimmy Carr uh, oh Jimmy Bur- Carr okay. British comedian okay I was yeah. like but he's American okay yeah, yeah right. but, but flip that and it's completely different you try to brag about getting out of your taxes in England they'll, they'll lynch you and you try to like right. say, say you paid the most you, you can here and they'll be like what the fuck is wrong with you you're an idiot so you try to make stuff universal Chris Rock used to like go out to like old age homes and work out his like best material he worked it out in front of everybody
0: that's, that's smart. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then you start working it out in front of, you know, 5,000 already fans. Yeah. And you don't get the same work. My so, friend Joe Rogan got his black belt in jujitsu. Okay. And this guy is a great teacher, Eddie Bravo. He said, I can't give you a black belt, man. And he's like, why? I'm killing everybody. And he goes, because you don't work off your back. And he goes, I push people over. I'm stronger than them. And I work on top. And they go, okay. But what's going to happen when you get someone stronger than you? You're going to have no clue what to do. Hmm. so for the next year and a half to two years Joe just pulled guard he got people on top of him and then he tried to work on it and then he got better Right. at working off his back because he had this is what she's saying he had no experience with it so he couldn't understand what that would be like
0: Right. or right, very man.
1: little experience
0: so playing to your weaknesses <laughs> yeah. and also going to the yeah unexpected going Bill Burr said this once in a, in a, out of the in, normal yeah
1: in a, in a green room somewhere I think it's South by Southwest where he's like find out what you're shitty at and just do that
0: so that that brings me to I was wondering about like discipline because you like as a comic and you know as a personality like on your podcast and just talking to you now you come off pretty laid back actually yeah. like I mean you have some intense energy in you and like yeah. and you're an actor and so like I'm some not of the, an actor. some of, well some of the bits in your in your Netflix special where you're like putting on a scenario and you're yeah. like getting into the passion of it like yeah. they're pretty convincing so yeah.
1: i just get lost in stories yeah yeah actors are garbage i'm not an actor
0: okay <laughs> that's the only all insult you give me all right yeah. i didn't mean to you know it's in your it's in your bio talk to i've done it
1: before but I made. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm not a basketball
1: player either all right <laughs> I've okay done that. Yeah. okay but but i mean yeah, i'll talk to my agent but i mean
0: you yeah you you come off you come off pretty laid back, but like I've heard you talk a couple of times on your podcast and like I can, you know, to, to do the things that you're doing, like there, there's there been a process of like learning to be productive, learning mm-hmm. to discipline yourself. What, what's that been like for you? Like is that, you know?
1: It's slow, there's not like a like a movie thing where like, oh, now I realize I have to. There what's was no called? montage or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. What's that <laughs> word called where you have a moment where you change?
0: Uh, epiphany? Epiphany, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Fuck weed, come on. <laughs> Some words back. Was I mean, your
0: memory better before weed? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And when I was reading all the time, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I actually
1: talked to these like uh, guys who like the top level uh, crossword puzzle maker. I was like, yeah, I think weed is like ruining my my brain. And and uh, and he was like, I smoke weed and I am one of the best crossword puzzle makers in the country. <laughs> he goes, maybe because you never read. What? I was like, yeah, maybe it's because I never read. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Might need to read, certain. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
1: um. What were we saying now? Oh, oh yeah. No, no. Yeah, there's, no, there's not that moment of like, I gotta change, I gotta like really. It's just slowly you start like adding stuff to your arsenal.
0: So, I mean, like in terms of like putting material together and like deciding what the next thing is, like is it now Is it now sort of a self perpetuating machine yeah. or are you just yeah. like. Yeah, I had
1: a couple talks with some people that helped me. Well, one, I opened for Joe Rogan a lot and he was a real example of like continuously writing new material.
0: He just seems like a super disciplined guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He
1: writes more than most people I know,
0: uh-huh. most
1: comics. I know. he like sits and tries to like get it done. But he didn't like going back to new cities, and I sort of like got that. Like if I go back to Denver again, I'm like I don't want to have the same material for them. It's been a year. right? Especially when I'm doing 25 to open. It's like,
0: eh? Yeah. Like I saw that last year, what are you doing? Right, it's sort of cheap. Yeah. So
1: I'd always just have that in me to like give my audiences new, you know, jokes all the time, right? Um, except in New York and L.A. we are just working out, but like on an actual show that you're putting on, like yeah, give them something, have sure. respect for them. So like I'd see that, and then I had a couple talks with people, this guy Robbie Prahl who used to book the Just For Last Festival, okay? and he was like, man, these companies like Comedy Central, people like that, they're never going to come for you. You're too dirty, you're not that kind of comic. This was like seven, eight, nine years ago. And he goes, I see you more as like the British style where it's like you're gonna write and tour a new hour every year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I had a big talk with CK, with Louis CK. Oh yeah. And I, We were walking from one venue to another and this is right after he'd done like his second or third special in a row. And I was like, you know that's kind of crazy to do a special a year, right? And, this, and now he has like six or seven or eight, you know? Right. Uh, and he was like, yeah, and he just broke down how he does it. He goes, throws out his material and it's not gonna make him stop being a comic and just like slowly builds up. And he goes, once you've done it once, you know the path at that point, and then it's scary, but like you'll do it again because you've already done it.
0: I see. What do you mean mean he's like throws out the material? So like
1: I recorded double negative. Right. And then that's the last time I did any of those jokes. Got it. Like they're done. Got it. And it's like, but they're so good. I'm like, yeah, and now they're on tape. I gotta move on.
0: Then you don't have that syndrome of like, being the Eagles, you know, yeah. playing the at some same point hit, a band. They're like yeah. 70 yeah. years old. Arcade you
1: know. Fire will go to that band <laughs> where, they're not put, where they're not touring on new albums, where they're just putting out their greatest hits. Right. And I don't know when that happens for a band. Black Keys it'll happen to, Rolling Stones it's already happened to, Eagles it's already happened to, we are our greatest hits band.
0: Yeah, I mean Roger, Roger Waters is like, I mean he's been writing his own stuff but he's still touring around with all the Pink Floyd songs. And yeah. I don't, I just, I mean money is nice and everything but I would think there would be a point where you're like, God, like I'm so Lame. sick of singing this. Yeah.
1: I don't know how some comics do it. For like 10 <laughs> years the same act. Yeah.
0: Like kill yourself.
1: <laughs> don't you just want to kill yourself? Yeah,
0: well there's now a legal precedent. Like if you say that and someone actually does that? Then yeah. you can be. There was a girl that got really? sued. I think. Yeah. So be careful.
1: I had to talk to my lawyer. Actually, I had a bit about <laughs> uh, rising up against the government, and I was like, Hey, I need your help. Oh, he's really? Not, not to clear normal. the bit, like. Yeah, I was like, I was like, What am I allowed to say here? And he goes, Oh, <laughs> I never get these. <laughs> I yeah. just get like, What's your, what are you allowed to make or earnings and stuff? Right. He's like, This will be fun. So he researched. It. He goes, You can't call for anyone specific's death. You can't say kill this person. Got it. But if you're like rise up against the government and kill people in the government, he goes, I think you're okay. <laughs> he goes, The worst would be though if someone does do it, it's like already told me to. He goes, So don't say anyone specific. I'm like, cool, got it.
0: Oh my god, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um okay, let's let's see what the second clip is, shall okay. we? Okay. I thought honestly
1: when you showed me clips, it was gonna be people getting hit in the nuts by ball by some sort of balls. But, but, but. <laughs> like a bat, bat hitting a baseball into somebody's
0: are you, know. you, is this, um, I, I, is this no, disappointing? No, it's just different, it's just different. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, oh, wow, that's not a lot of expectations. Yeah, I'm not sure what we would, well, I guess we could have found something to talk about <laughs> with the nuts, with the, the balls. Um, <clears throat> so this is Elijah Neely, licensed clinical social worker. The title of the video is The Sexual Predator Myth, Once Visited on Gay Men, It Now Hurts Trans Women, yeah.
1: You gotta explain to me, trans women is, is,
0: I guess they mean a a a a a, 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 born man a, a, is a, a transgender, like a man born born biologically male. Okay. You know. I
1: don't always know the terms. I try to ask,
0: but yeah. yeah. Well, I think we are all. Yes, I best. think the
3: bathroom debate is largely a distraction and based on uh, erroneous assumptions. One of which is the assumption that all trans women are predators. And that's not any more true than the myth that existed 25 years ago that all gay men are predators. The reality is most sexual predators are cisgender straight men. Um, Most women and boys that experience sexual assault growing up… by the
0: way. I just learned that term. Do you know it? I I didn't know it at first.
1: I know it's an insult. (laughs) Uh, Uh, What is
0: that? I don't think it's meant meant to be. I think cisgender means you are the gender you You were were born born as. It's
1: used as an insult.
0: Is it? Is connotatively, it? people okay, are like, right. shut up, cis. <laughs> okay.
1: They use it as an insult. Okay. The same way Jew's not supposed to be an insult, but if you use it right, it is.
0: It's, the word, the word Jew is uh, unfortunately just the syllabic, just the, the, the phonemic structure of it, yeah. feels like it, like, Jew. Jew. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> how you say oh, yeah. is a, Jew, is a Jew. Just a little
3: salt growing up, experienced that at the hands of a cisgender, straight male perpetrator. The second erroneous assumption is that transgender women are using the women's restroom for any reason other than any other woman would use the restroom, right? They're simply using the restroom to take care of bodily functions that we all have. Um, And that myth or negative myth or stereotype as trans women as predators is not valid. There's uh, virtually no data that documents trans women attacking other women in public restrooms, it's simply not true. But it is used and being used to police trans people and to attempt to legislate transgender people out of existence in many ways and to invalidate their existence, their right to exist in the world alongside uh, the same as anyone else's right to exist. It's also not very workable Right, because as a transgender man, in some states, um, I would be expected to use the bathroom that matches my biological sex. But the reality is, I don't think many women would want would feel comfortable in the women's room with me there. And there are trans men all over the country and in all the states that are looking at these laws or enacting them, who move through the world being seen only as men who would be very out of place in the women's room. And there are many, many trans women who move through the world being seen as women and uh, would be very out of place and at very high risk if they were to be forced to use the men's room. Uh, So the reality is, while there's this guise of protecting women, it's both not effective in that Um, In that it means men like me would be using the women's room. Um, And if it were really about protecting women, we'd see a whole uh, slate of other bills around discrimination against women and women's bodies happening in the public sphere. That's a lot of issues.
1: Yeah. One is that women need protecting all the time. We have to, we have to like legislate stuff because they're helpless. Right. Um, It's a little much. Two, that there's a difference between how gay men are treated and gay women are treated. Whenever, before we even had trans as a real thing, when I was younger, it was like, oh, that guy's gay. He's gonna try to fuck me. It's like, why? Women aren't trying to fuck you. Why would a guy try to fuck you? Right. (laughs) Like you're not good looking. Um, yeah,
0: I went to an all boys school. We were so, you know, this was, you know, way, way back in the day. And, like, we were scared. You know, yeah, everyone. The they're, they're, they're people who didn't know anything about, yeah, homosexuality we were just, it was like they were going to, yeah. Yeah, but was lesbians, gonna come no one worried
1: you. about it at all. Right. I mean, it just wasn't an issue. Right. It wasn't exactly. even, like, yeah, hot. It was just, like, not an issue. Exactly. Um, so, so there's that, and also this transgender bathroom. It always got down to the bathroom with transgender people not getting beaten the fuck out of on the street, just which bathroom they're using. I Such just, a crazy like line.
0: I mean, I think this bathroom thing is like, it's like, it's just one of those kind of like, lightning rod, flashpoint, mm-hmm. you know, it's a place where the issue comes to the yeah. public attention, right? And North Carolina's going broke because, because they're <laughs> on one side <laughs> of it. But what you know, see, the way I think about this stuff, because like, I, you know, like personally, I am totally okay with anybody using, you know, I don't care, you know, and and I, and I, and I, and I I furthermore support, I like fully support the argument that says, you know, a transgender person feels the gender that they feel, they, that is who they are, let them use the damn bathroom, you know. That said, like, I'm also somewhat sympathetic to the argument that like, you know, the, the noisy demands that are coming out of the woke culture of like the, yeah, I don't know, we hear,
1: giant mice up there, giant mice <laughs> yeah. on the
0: roof. Um, yeah. The noisy demands that are coming out of kind of the woke, woke culture, the woke <laughs> left, right. Yeah, yeah. I this term woke is of interest, of Dana. interest to me. But but you know, in California and in in, in New York, that like we're expecting everybody else. In every other community, to immediately do a like 180 around everything that they know and are acculturated to, and it's just like screw you if you can't.
1: That's what I mean about punishing instead of educating. This is so new that I get you've heard about it for a year, but someone else hasn't heard about it for forty or fifty years. Right. Just explain it to them. Yeah. And then try again and try again and try again until they get it. I mean, screaming "fuck you," racist or homophobe, or or bigot is not gonna make them come around. I Your mean, methods aren't working.
0: That said, I'm sympathetic, very sympathetic also to the arguments that were made during the time of the Civil Rights Movement. Like people in the South were like, you've gotta give these things time. And people in the North were like, the bathroom should not say, you know, whites only. That's, yeah. you, we, we don't have time, well, it's, you know, it's to involve. It's time like,
1: for other, it's okay, yeah. I think the transgender things. is like, yeah, use the bathroom you wanna use, it's okay. Right. No one's no one's attacking people in bat. Why, because it's closed doors?
0: I mean, and then they trot out the child fear, which he didn't even mention. You know, like, oh, they're gonna attack a child. It's the same thing. So you it's you know like how easy it is, so it is to ma- fucking
1: steal a kid? I've been looking around. Everyone's on their cell phones. No one's looking up. I could steal so many children. They're frail and tiny. I could pick them up and run. I'd right. be gone in a second. You hear that? I don't need to People put of America? A
2: dress.
0: You know, be watch your, your watch. babies. Yeah. Lucky I don't like them, but <laughs> yeah. otherwise
1: I could take. I would have a collection of children. Yeah, um, it's it's not putting the sign in the bathroom. It's it's the educating in terms of the getting the people to not be angry about it. But yeah, right. you shouldn't have whites-only bathrooms. Yeah. You shouldn't have whites-only water fountains, anything like that. But then other people are gonna be like, I don't like this. Like now, let's try to educate you. Policy: We're gonna have everybody can use the, the, the water right. fountain but let me try to explain to you why. Instead of these saying you're
0: a Neanderthal idiot, yeah. like, yeah, let's. Their whole
1: life they're raised with like, those are animals, these are not. How suddenly you're gonna make them change. It's like, you, you can't expect that.
0: Right. It takes
3: I feel a minute, like man. I feel
0: like coming at it from that angle, I coming at it from the angle of like condemnation as opposed to education, is a fundamental misunderstanding even of yourself as a human being, no matter how woke woke you yeah. are, you know? Like That's you, like you've
1: never been in a position of not understanding.
0: Right. Is there nothing, like, is there no woke situation... Early, you don't understand that side either. Right, right. Yeah, is
1: there no situation where you're maybe on the wrong side of something?
0: Right, which is not to say that there's equality, That 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 it's... I don't wanna say that it's morally equal to be on one side or the other of like racial equality. Like yeah. racial equality, I think, is an unmitigated like yeah. human good. Sure. Um, but I guess what I mean is that everybody's blind in their own ways, sure. right? Sure, absolutely,
1: everyone thinks they're the best, the line right. is on them. I saw John McEnroe, he's a tennis player. Yes, of course. Known for screaming at refs. Right. And uh, this one guy, I think in the French Open, this was 15 years ago, I mean, went on a tirade against the ref. This is when John McEnroe was already tired and he was an analyst, and he did something. I don't know if he slapped him or something, but John McEnroe was like, look, I went far, but I would never go that far, that's too far. And it's like, (laughs) fuck you, man. (laughs) <laughs> what the f- you went way too far, also. Right. It's like, I'll speed, I'll go 85 on, in a 60, but that guy's going 90. That's ridiculous. Right, it's right. Like, you just can't make
0: the line it's, yourself. It's like an ex alcoholic who just is like insufferable in bars, yeah. you know, just tell, oh. lecturing people. God, it's
1: like everyone <laughs> sets a line right where they are. Right. And it's like annoying. But like, um, yeah, which, say, yeah. you know the song Amazing Grace? Of course. Yeah. It's written by a slave trader, former slave trader. Oh, really? Yeah. Who came to his senses. Huh. I once was blind, but now I see. Abolitionist. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Under
1: the culture of like punish, he can't write that song. He can't come to his senses and learn and become a better man that leads people.
0: Right. And I get, I get, I get people's anger. I get, I do get that. I get them not wanting to take psychological responsibility for someone else's moral redemption. You know, whatever. But by the same token, I think that those stories are the most important ones, the ones of like yeah. how people change. Redemption you know? is great. Yeah. It's great.
1: <laughs> so the other stuff in this is like the people who are in the bathroom that are not, that are cis, right? that are cis just sitting there like, I'm uncomfortable right. with this or I'm fine with that. Also, the transgender person was like, we gotta look out for them, they're also citizens. Don't make them go into a weird environment. Right. You know, I gotta, I, gotta, I had my, I don't wanna simplify, but I had my dick chopped off and I go stand in front of a urinal. Like, how's that gonna work for me? (laughs) That's, come on, I'm a person, that's not gonna work for me. Please, let me be in a place where it's all sit-downers. Yeah. You know? But also, Michael Che pointed this out, where he's like, I've lived in New York, when this was like, hitting hard, he's like, I've lived in New York for his whole life. And he goes, I've literally never seen a trans person go into any bathroom. Nor have I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. So like, what's the exact, (laughs) where's the, I mean, I get it, sure, fine, but like, Guys, this is way down yeah, the line. Yeah, where
0: is the where are the army of trans people yeah, like waiting to, get, to invade your <laughs> yeah. North Carolina bath? Really, like, you know,
1: it's just like I don't know what percentage <laughs> of actual trans people are in the world, but it's gotta be like a tenth of a percent <laughs> right, or less. Right. I mean, I never want to say like there's bigger things to think about, but like, I'm just not seeing the outrage level.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, it's wrong.
1: Let's fix it. Let's fix it. But like. I, I, there's lots of stuff to fix.
0: The outrage level on either side, I Yeah, you're saying. We can't allow this. Allow what? It's never happened. Right.
1: The Starbucks you go to, no trans person <laughs> almost definitely has never gone into the whole Starbucks <laughs> and definitely had to pee if they did go in. Right. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, it's like, yeah, let them in wherever they want. Even if you're just a cross-dresser. Let's say you're not trans. Don't you right. just want to dress, and people like uh eh, people get weird if I put on a dress and I go into the men's room, so. I'll just. And honestly, when the line's too long, you've gone to the women's room,
0: mm-hmm.
1: haven't you? Ever? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're well, like when especially oh, you,
0: when it's a one. Yeah, when it's
1: a oneer, and you yeah. feel like embarrassed because yeah, like I do feel waiting. a little weird. Though. Yeah, like, yeah you come out and
0: they kind of you know. Like
1: I'll lift the seat, I'll put it back down. <laughs> right. You know, I'll do my part. Right. But like, no one's using it. Can I just go in there and use it? And yeah. it makes you feel weird because he's like like stereotypes they push you I into. I think
0: unisex bathrooms makes, make the most sense. Just bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know, maybe there's a concern about assault. I don't know how frequent those are, but like in bathrooms. I don't know. I've
1: never heard of that either. Maybe there is. Is, is bathroom assaults? I guess going behind somebody and lock the door. <laughs> I guess. But you can just do that. Like you could follow a woman into a bathroom. Right. And just do that,
0: right? The risk may not necessarily not like, be higher if it's unisex. Yeah, there's no like yeah, bouncer yeah.
1: there going, no, 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 you're not allowed in, <laughs> right. and, and checking your ID, right? I can just go to a woman's bathroom, right. And and just
0: yeah. So it it really probably makes no difference. So I think we've solved this. I think it should yeah. be unisex.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then and
0: then we can move on to other important things. You know how like Dick Cheney finally Global came warming. to
1: like okay with uh, with uh, homosexuality? No. A lot of these people
0: oh, Dick Cheney. Oh, he's not the one who's. Daughter yeah. is yeah his daughter. That's how it is, always yeah. happens.
1: They see somebody close to them, and they they put a human face on this thing. Yeah and they yeah.
0: Go, oh. My so my grandparents, oh, my my dad's side is Jewish, my mom's side Italian, and like the Italian side would not, you know, they were not okay with the marriage right, at all, yeah. and it was not until many years later when they ended up by accident somehow in Italy at the same time on vacation. I don't know how that happened. That, like, my grandmother and my Italian, my Jewish grandma and my Italian grandfather, like, she dragged him into a ballet, which, like, he was like a tough engineer guy, yeah. you know, would never go to a ballet on his own. And after that, like, they, they, they came, you They're know, like, yeah, oh, these, these Jews are yeah. okay, you know. You're like, just a guy, I get it now,
1: <laughs> you're just some dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all. And you just need to fr- make friends with a trans person. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I get it. Right. Yeah, you're fine. Exactly.
0: All right, Shafir, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks, Thanks for bro. being on Think, yeah, Think Again. That's yeah, nice. That wraps up another episode of Think Again. I wanted to say again, as I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, um, that we have just started a Facebook group. It's called Friends of Think Again, a Big Think Podcast. Just go to Facebook, search it in the search bar because the URL is way too complicated for me to give you. It would not help. Um, just say Friends of Think Again, a Big Think podcast, and you'll find us and ask to join and I will let you in. Uh, the conversation is buzzing already. It's, it's cool. It's a place to discuss the kinds of ideas that come up on the show. Also, we're looking for an audience development intern. Um, you can email me at jason at bigthink.com if you or someone you know sounds like this kind of person. Um, we're looking for someone who loves the show, who's fascinated by and curious about big ideas and who understands data and how to use it to make decisions and wants to help us grow our audience. It's that simple. So email me at Jason at BigThink.com. All right. And we'll be back next week with another interesting conversation. And I hope that you can join us.